The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such, it may not be appropriate for young children, those who don't vote, or my mother. Mom, I know you want to be supportive in my endeavors, but seriously, stop the podcast and walk away. Listener discretion is advised. A podcast of wholesome kink and perverted knitting. I'm Sarah Arcane. And I'm Lansing Mike. And we have a new review on the iTunes store, a five star review. Thank you very much. It was actually posted six weeks ago, which shows you how often I actually open up iTunes. I have an Android phone. I, I, I use Podcast and Radio Addict to get my podcast. No, yeah, I don't subscribe to a Harry Brown companion. Because, yeah, by the time I publish it, I've heard the episode three times. So, yeah, I really don't need to hear it a fourth. (laughs) But anyway, uh, here is the five-star review. Do you like kinky stuff? Do you like to craft your own toys or other such things? You found your people. Although it's gay-centric, there's plenty of sensible content for all people interested in kink and crafts. This is like Heloise helpful hints for the kinky set. Learn to use the right loop for the right job. Learn the multiple and varied uses of Dawn liquid. Learn the practical concerns about wrapping things in cling film, whether it's your partner or leftovers from your latest bear potluck. Lancy Mike and Sarah Kane are friendly, funny, and very sweet. Definitely a great listen for anyone who enjoys two friends being adorable together. Aw, we're adorable. Yay. Yay. Thank you for that review. We encourage others to (laughs) rate and review our podcast at iTunes or whatever service you happen to use so that we can get more audience out there. Uh, It has, we got a spike from the sewers of Mm -hmm. Paris, but it looks like a lot of those people have moved on. Oh, well, such is life. So we continue with the standard we won't take it organic growth. Actually, we will take it personally. Because no. I'm, I'm, that, I'm that kind of person. I'm like, oh, no. They yeah. rejected us. But, uh, well, yeah. yeah. As long as we're still getting a few listeners every <laughs> week, we'll keep putting this out. You know, we're doing this to be famous nor rich. It's more like, hey, we can do this. Let's do this. Yeah, it, it, it's a hobby. We're doing it for our own edification. And it's, if you happen to enjoy it too, yay. hey, bonus. It's like the painter who like, you know, painting, 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 and put them into a box at the base of the bed. And they're discovered, you know, after they're dead. And it's like, you had to paint. You wanted to make stuff. Or all the manuscripts or all this sort of stuff. And they might suck, but that's okay. You were doing it for the act of doing it. Exactly. And also gives us an excuse to do kinky things. So we can say, we're doing research. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. If, I actually, if we actually made money on this podcast, we could write off um, the uh, cover charges. At the dungeons as a business. So you actually have to make money before you can call it a business? Or do you just have to incorporate it? No, you you actually... Well, I trained to be an accountant Mm -hmm. the first time I went to school. And the rule is that in order for it to be considered a business... Therefore being able to write off expenses. Right. You have to make a profit... Uh, two. You have to have two years of profit within your first five years. Hmm. Okay, and if you don't have that, it is reclassified as a hobby. Okay, and as a hobby, you can write off expenses directly related to the business only up to your business income. Okay, and but any actual profit flows through, so you can't. You can't take a net operating loss and and have that offset your other income. Uh, 
hey, kink, craft, and tax tips. <laughs> also, my my tax knowledge is several years out of date. Please consult your own tax professional before listening. Yeah, rather than listening to... to Listen to us, just don't take our advice. <laughs> well, yeah, tax tax advice and financial advice is a murky legal area. And oh. Yeah, yeah. So, any knowledge you may have, I'm sure mine completely counteracts it because, yeah, I'm, I do not make good decisions yeah, in so my, many ways. My, the biggest piece of advice that I have is your... Um, that H&R Block and such things are a ripoff. Do not do it. If you make less than, I think it's $40,000 a year, mm -hmm. last I checked, you can participate in the VITA program where accounting students will do your taxes mm -hmm. for free. Um, otherwise, I use TurboTax, and mm -hmm. it, it's worth $20 for my peace of mind that they pull all of my documents directly from payroll mm -hmm. so that I, I know I don't have any data entry errors. And so that's how I do my taxes. So, Well, um, we were thinking that we didn't have much in the way of gossip because there have yeah. been no events really since last one. Right. But I remembered an old piece from uh, last first Friday. Okay. Because there was, I mentioned that there were like four things of miscommunication I saw where people weren't really connecting or really Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and well, you, I remember, and you remember the, the last one. Okay. Um, because there was someone who was they were discussing like the purpose of it was a donation for Lon's pantry and yes. the non-food items because yes. you can't get that stuff on food stamps. Right. So I saw someone. It wasn't quite mansplaining because it wasn't a man that explained it to a woman, but more entitlement explaining. Okay. Um, someone who I don't think has ever been on assistance talking to someone who I think has been on assistance in the past. And the, the person who had been was talking about how, you know, embarrassing it can be. And it feels like shame because, you know, it's a safety net. But, oh, boy, we're going to judge you because of it, because that's our society. We want to, you know, make up stories of welfare queens and all that kind of shit. And so they're talking about it's hard to use it because you feel like you're a failure or it's, you know, they're looking at you. Yes. And it's like, and you can't buy basic, you know, these basic toiletries or grooming stuff. And the other person was like, oh, yes, you can. And they explained their, their scheme, which is you buy using the stamps food, but then you turn around and return some of the food and say, oh, I didn't want this. I'm just going to kind of exchange it for that. And um, so they're very proud that they had figured out this loophole. I'm like, okay, first of all, you're cheating the system. If you get in trouble, you probably lose. You could lose. And if there are no legal things that can happen to you, you can probably lose your assistance. B, the cashier knows exactly what you're doing. So any shame you felt before is increased because you're now trying this scam. Um, that will just come back a different time when there's a different cashier. So now you're ex making this even a longer, harder process, making more work for just the basic needs. It's like, no, no, no. And then they're like thinking they're very clever and want to show how clever they were to someone who's had to deal with this and, kind of and, stuff. And, and, like, as, ah. and as somebody who has had to deal with that mm -hmm. stuff, they really don't give you enough to be able to pull off that scam. I mean, I... Yes, I used every single dollar that I got at the discount grocer. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I was eating rice and beans. Um, I, I was lucky that I had a good spice rack. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things we don't have here that I'm trying, that I want to build back up, you know, to be able to make the rice and beans taste Italian. Mm -hmm. Or Mexican, or French, or Russian, or or just not like rice or, and beans. Yeah, you know? or, or Chinese. Yeah, just yeah, just not like mm -hmm. rice and beans for the fifth time that week. And the other two days, you've had a cold water sandwich. <clears throat> so yeah, it was more. I think someone thinking they're very clever and just not realizing what they're saying to somebody and just how they're sounding. Now it's also this person who was explaining was uh, someone who mentioned that oh they don't listen to our podcast. So I'm like, well, this is what you get. <laughs> if you don't listen to the podcast, you get talked about. So there, ha ha. Well, e even if you do listen to the podcast, you might get talked about. Mm -hmm. But another thing from last time that we didn't hit on mm -hmm. was, and you mentioned it right after we turned off the microphone. Okay. Was the two pups at number six dungeon and their pup speak. 
Oh, their 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 puppy language. That I almost thought that might be its own topic. But yeah, yeah, we can hit but on I, it briefly oh yeah. and go into because I'm gonna hit on something in my yeah. second piece of gossip that actually yeah. could be its own thing too. But we'll talk. But yeah, br- briefly about those two, and we'll probably do pup speak as a full expert portion. That yeah, they would bark for yes and whine for no, and it was very obvious, and they were able to do that communication. It, it was. It didn't feel like a game of 20 questions. No. Um, because, and it felt much more yeah. natural and smooth than actual using words. Because it would be something like, oh, I want to do this to you. Or someone would suggest something. And they'd be there like this, ah, like wine. It's like, nope, don't torture his cock and balls. Right. Or, or it's like, oh, would you like that done to you? And it's like, Ugh. Yeah. And, and you could tell by the different the levels. enthusiasm. Yeah, the enthusiasm of the bark, whether that was... Okay, we might do that. Or, oh, yes, puppy really likes that. And I saw a good use of, well, I mentioned that I because I went out Thursday for bingo at Esquire. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was someone who was kind of showing attention to somebody else. Our, the table was very touchy-feely and, you know, people being very friendly. And the person having attention given to them was not really want. Well, they were making this strange face and they're kind of crunching their shoulders is like i can never tell like when someone's getting a back rub sometimes the shoulders crunch and it's like okay is that you know andrew merkel uh shaking off bushes uh mm-hmm. <laughs> administrations during a summit talk or is it you're getting into it and just like hunching down presenting your back i have a hard time when the neck goes down telling which way it is right. you're trying to defend yourself or you're presenting and this person, I couldn't tell. It's like they're kind of crouching down. And then they said, it's like, I don't know what's going on. And I don't think I like this. And it's like, ah, see, now if you're growling or, you know. Yeah, you know, a whine or a growl. Would have shown this yeah. to this person. Like, hey, stop that. Because I think they weren't really wanting to be nuzzled the way they were being nuzzled. And it's like, I think that's, I don't think that's a good face that this person's getting. <laughs> yes. All right. So uh, your second. Oh, uh, grinder date. Is what I call, it wasn't even on Grinder, but any app where someone's like, hey, and you, hey, and then within an hour, you're probably doing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had one that was really unsatisfactory, like a long time ago. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to meet people at the bar and talk. Yeah. Because the nice thing about meeting people, uh, pictures lie. There's some people out there I just don't really find attractive, but they actually took a really good picture. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll meet them. And, uh, you know, I don't want to sound too fickle shallow but no i'm sorry there has to be some level of physical attraction for me to want to do more um you know and uh or at least not being put off physically and what turns me on and turns me off sometimes are just weird quirky things that aren't necessarily what people would say are attractive or non-attractive it's like oh i know i i don't like that or oh i really like that um so there's that and then also you can talk when you're talking to them you can find out if they're crazy like you know not Boil the bunny kind of crazy, but, oh, you say you don't like drama, but all your coping mechanisms basically <laughs> do not mitigate drama. It adds to drama in any situation. Right. Yeah, you're kind of crazy. Or, right. you know, just you, you, 500 life plans in the course of a half an hour you're here, and they all conflict. And it's like, okay, so what is the future going to be for you? Yeah, and, yeah, you're you're able to much more effectively with tone of voice and body language see exactly where they fall on that hot crazy spectrum mm-hmm. and uh, it's like oh and i don't yeah. want to put up with this but the uh but in this case you know his we chatted with each other for like mm-hmm. half an hour i was ready to go to bed it was late i was ready for bed and I'm like my first thought was like hey how about we meet tomorrow night at esquire and i'd really like to do that but he was just like around the corner and I found out, yeah, being convenient lends itself very well <laughs> um, to the point where, um, oh, uh, to the point where it's just like, sure, why not? But then, so he's in his early 20s and he fancies himself a dom. And I'm like, okay. Um, uh, all right. I don't know what you mean by that per se, but you know, and he's also talking about how if he has a relationship, he wants to be with someone his age. I'm like, I'm not your age. And he's like, oh no, but you know, just for fun and play. I don't, you know, I big wider range. I'm like, okay. But it's funny because I said, we we're kind of talking about what we were thinking of. And he had this little uh, scenario lined up. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you come to my door, it's unlocked. You come in. 
Uh, you take off your clothes, put on a jock strap and the blindfold, kneel on my bed, and then I'll come out and surprise you. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah, sweet, sweet and not going to happen with a complete stranger. Um, you know, the yeah. fact that I know your address and I am leaving a note on my kitchen table saying if, you know, I disappear, here's where I went, <laughs> you know, avenge me. Um, but, you know, then you're like, well, how do I know you didn't just break into that house, murder the family and are using it to lure people via Craigslist for up your body count? Yes, that kind of thought does occur to me. Uh, but I thought... Yeah, that's not a first-time situation. No. That's something when you know someone and that's a fun role-playing. But it's not a... You've read too much Fifty Shades of Grey, I think. Yeah, I mean, one of the more active members of the King community on a national level, um, his personal preferred kink is knockout kidnapping scenes. Mm -hmm. But again, he, he fully recognizes... No, this isn't something you do on a first date. And it's something you only do when you know the person very, very well. Yes. Uh, don't and you've and you've dis, you've talked it out because you know you don't you haven't to discuss any limits or what is good to be done, you know, or is off limits or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So none of this negotiation has happened. Right. And you know he he has you know built up this reputation in in the. National King scene mm -hmm. as a really good guy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's active in the community. A lot of people know him. Mm -hmm. And he hasn't spent, you know, several years in prison for kidnapping and assault. So, mm -hmm. you know, he has lots of people vouching for yep. him. You know, just some guy you meet on the or internet. Or never met, yes. Yeah, have, you know, you only know him via text message. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, what we did, and, you know, but I'm like, no, that's not, you know, I, that's not something that, that's something you build up to. And so, yeah, I just went over there. He met me at his door and, you know, he was in his underwear and I was in mine pretty soon. And next thing I know, we're on his bed fooling around. And, and, uh, it was funny because he was, it, it was very perfunctory, not perfunctory. It was very, I want to say professional business-like without cash being exchanged but he was he pretty much just wanted to we, get off we are we are both here for an orgasm yes. we don't need anything else from each other yes it, it but you're still very polite, polite yeah. and you know wasn't just like wham bam it's like oh and here's my apartment and blah blah and here's the view and i'm like oh that's nice and and then we got to business and he was like okay i have to warn you it's when i'm when you know it's a come and done kind of situation and it's like fair enough because yeah as soon as he was done coming because i was like you know, I said, well, are you ready? And he's like, well, yeah, but if, once I do, it's over. I'm like, I'm fine with that. We've, you know, playing long enough. And, and as usual, I'm not coming, you know, just from being with a stranger. And after he came, yeah, he got to the bathroom, you know, towel in one hand and then my underwear in the other. Because it's like, okay, time to go now. And, but he wasn't actually very pushy or mean about it. But you got the idea. It's like, okay, I'm going to facilitate you getting out of my place as soon as possible so that we can get on to sleeping. Yeah, there, there's not going to be cuddles and breakfast in the morning but you know but there's also like hey this was fun we should do this again I'm like yeah we'll see um that's also the nice polite lies you say to near strangers after you've had an okay time and really never want it again or only want it again when you're really horny and no one else is saying returning your haze <laughs> yeah yeah no so yeah but i, I call yeah. them grinder dates and yeah. i very rarely participate but it went off pretty decently well um i don't think we've i think we haven't uh, recorded since I was in Chicago, did we? I don't believe so. Okay, Chicago was another fun thing because so I had all these like people woofing at me and unlocking their albums for me. It's like I never really had that response before. So I was like, <laughs> I think the stars were just right. I'm like, oh, including one guy. Um, I had two very attractive, muscular guys who were bottoms who were just like out of nowhere saying, hey, I want you to come over. And I'm at a friend's condo. Everyone else has gone to bed. I'm going to bed myself, but on the phone, a guy who's like a mile away was like, hey, you know, here's, you know, here's a picture of my ass and I really want it. And I'm like, that's really nice. Um, but it's not a good situation for that. So I'm here with friends and falling asleep. So good night. But then someone who is a couple hundred feet away, I'm like, he's probably in this building. And again, the same thing. And it's like, oh. Yeah. And I was, I was tempted and then uh, I think sent him a dick shot, and he was like, "Oh, I like that. It's cool." And then sent him a more recent picture, but it was like 
recent, but still out of date because it was me with a beard. Right. And I'm like, well, this is, you know, this is me. Um, I don't have the beard. Radio silence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was the other thing. It could have been one of three things. One, someone else he was talking to, like, responded, hey, um, he was just like, the picture turned him off. He also like, I really want you to fuck me. And the lion's like, I really want you to breed me. And I'm like, I'm more than willing to fuck, but no, I'm not, you know, he's, his profile said he was on prep and all this, but I'm like, I know I'm not going to have, un, you know, prep doesn't stop all the other friendly little bugs that can yeah, go along for the yeah. ride. So um, I'm like, no, I'm more than willing to fuck, but no, I only play safe, especially with strangers. So any one of those could have been the thing that finally just said, oh, okay, no, next. But the attention was pleasant and it, you know, actually, like I said, to have the temptation to go down the hall and do something with somebody that might have been, but still have been weird mm. with a stranger. Yeah. It's like, yeah. But it was, it was nice to like have people be like, Hey, Hey, yeah, no, I'm, I'm reminded of, you know, when I was at claw and I got on recon mm-hmm. and seeing mm-hmm. people just, you know, 25 feet away, a mm-hmm. hundred feet away. And it's like, Okay, how far is it to the other hotel? <laughs> half a mile. Okay, so anybody closer than a half a mile is in this hotel. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I've hooked up with a, a couple of them and yeah, so a old time. So yes, there was gossip, even though we you know didn't have. But yeah, like I said, I, I was just amused by this Dom Top who I'm like, <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he was. He was very forceful and, like, kind of was doing the maneuvering in bed and, like, he wanted to be in control of it. But he also made some really appreciative sounds when attention was given to his ass. So I'm like, hmm. Tops have prostate. Yeah, too. I was going to say, even tops, like, you know, attention given to certain body parts. But so I don't know. I, it might have been just more a matter of, like, well, I'm going to say I'm that, but I really haven't figured it out yet because you're in your early 20s. <laughs> Congratulations on at least knowing what gender you prefer. That's all can be really expected at that age. Yeah. Your list of all, all the yeah, kinks that, that, that you, comes yeah, over time. You have figured out what gender you prefer yourself to be. <laughs> you have figured out what gender you prefer to spend naked time with <laughs> in your 20s. Good for you. There are people who don't figure that out until their 60s. Well, yeah. now that times have changed, well, I think yeah, that's I, I mean, that. But yeah. Um so yeah, and bring one. Okay, oh. so that yeah, I one guy has hit me up on the websites. Um, he's about an hour away, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm just not really feeling it between work stress and mm-hmm. uh, being Timing. being sexually assaulted by the plants of the Lansing area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my allergies are driving me nuts. I, I have the same thing. There's a guy whose his pictures are adorable, and he looks really hot. And but he lives somewhere else. But he comes in town every so often. And he's like, "Hey," and I'm like, "Hey, we have yet to ever meet." And it's more just timing. It's like, "Hey, yeah. like, how long are you in town for?" And he's like, "Till Tuesday." I'm like, oh, oh, "So many shit. things going on." <laughs> I mean, there there might be time tonight, but I'm also leery because I kind of need to get work done and some other stuff. And it's like as much fun as it could be. I'm like, there's real life that needs to be done too. And I'm not yeah. so much in love with sex. I'm willing to forgo, you know, basic, you know, bodily functions to like pursue it. Yeah. No. But it's nice that, you know, but also I think there's that hesitation. It's like, well, but it's going to be disappointment when we meet. <laughs> and it's like, I don't want that. But yeah, that's my, the, the self-critic in me is like, oh, it's not going to like you when you meet. Yeah. But you never know. And then good. Then uh, we finish that and so they can move on and and line up the next but oh the pictures he sends are really cute i'll enjoy the pictures though mm-hmm. right. so moving on to the the main portion mm-hmm. of the show um and which also came out from first friday and which, kind of one of the yeah miss miss ish communications yeah i uh, came out from first friday we talked about it discussed at length on the way to number six uh yeah basically uh half hours worth if not more mm. yeah the argument argument yeah well debate ar- ar- debate discussion argument mostly uh, me just throwing off my opinions like blah 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 you're wrong blah 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 blah. you're wrong look at it this way blah 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 you're wrong 
<laughs> which is how I tend to talk, which doesn't really make it a debate or even an argument. More like me pontificating to a, a poor, poor <laughs> victim. So Socratic method. Yeah. Fuck Socrates. Consent. No, I just... So the scenario <laughs> was, what would happen if a kinky woman showed up at the door of DBC? Mm-hmm. Now, this was from... Uh, from first Friday, mm-hmm. someone invited some non-kink friends to kind of participate. Hey, look at what we like to do and like our friends that we hang out with. And and just, you know, the the ripples that kind of made, it's like, oh, and, you know, should, you know, and also should there have been ripples? But then I thought, well, let's take something that is actually like, you know, a vetted, you know, private event like in DBC. And what happens right. if a woman shows up and she's all decked out and she's very kink aware and has a flogger in hand ready to use it on whomever wishes it, and even a strap-on if someone just wants to feel that sensation. What would happen? Because <laughs> that was what I posited. It's like, yeah, right. what would happen if a, a super kinky woman showed up? Right, and... <sighs> or I guess, not, well, showing up cold at DBC would be one thing. What if she were to show up at the hayloft during the mixer vetting process? You know, hey, this is it where people kind of learn of it and kind of get the vetting or more likely what if she showed up there and said, Oh, that sounds really fun. What would happen if I were to show up and what kind of response would she get from that? Right. Well, I I don't think she would get a warm welcoming Mm -hmm. response. Um, You know, kind of wish we had a board member of, of DBC with us so he could give us the, what would what would actually happen? What would actually what would, happen? But you know that that would take all the fun out of the pontificating. Because hmm. your thought was like she wouldn't be made welcome or even allowed because it's right. It, a, 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 it's a kind of a private club, and there are certain criteria to belong to it. Um, and yeah. then my being partially devil's advocate, and also just like really wanting to understand. Well, what what criteria is she failing? Is it just the act of being male? You know, or is it being, you know, I, it was for me, and right. I, I think what it comes down to for me is because I thought about this, I'm of two minds on it mm-hmm. because it really comes down to one of exclusivity, yes. you know, and not including people and, or making reasons for non inclusion, which are actually kind of bullshit. Like if you have a golf course and for a hundred years it's only been men golfing here and a woman wants to golf, it's like, no, 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 you can't. Do you have a good reason why she can't? Oh, we'd have to make new tees because women are weaker. Or, oh, we'd have to put in extra bathrooms. That's bullshit reasons. You know? That's exclusion because you have a bunch of old white guys who are, like, fussy and, like, we like our spaces where we can talk about grabbing pussy and no one has to, you know, give us a side like hairy eye. That's that's the disinclusion that I think is bullshit because there's no good reason for it. There's no good reason why old white guys have to, you know, wander around with golf clubs and not be around women. Right. That's my feeling. Or, you know, or hey, if you had a a bar that was really happening and it's like, oh, I'm sorry, you have a bigger than 32-inch waist. Fuck off. You're a fatty that never needs to come in here. And it's our business and we can say, now, they have a, maybe have a right to. I don't know if they really would, but if it's a private business, maybe they would have a right to. But oh. is it a place that you... I mean, would you defend their right for that? It's like, that's kind of shitty. Um, but uh, the whole nature right. of inclusion, um, you know, but then also there's the nature of safe spaces and making a segregated space where you can be yourself, feel comfortable, and not have to worry about the shit you're going to get from the rest of the world. You know, and I see the importance of that. So it's like, okay, then which side is this? What? Like DBC saying, you know, turning a kinkster woman away at the door. Is that a matter of no, no girls allowed. This is the He-Man Woman Haters Club. Or is this a matter of this is a safe space and your presence would really upset some people. And even, you know, or make them uncomfortable and not let them get into their headspace where they can be their damn kinky selves. Because they're programmed that way. Right. And so, yeah, those and those things are at odds with each other. Um, you know, how can you have safe space that is exclusionary, but then how can you also be inclusionary, you know, because we have a huge history of like, no, you're not allowed just for a bullshit reason. 
no, can't have you be president. You're a goddamn Catholic. You know, you'll be taking marching orders from the Pope. You know, that was, you know, you know, Protestants only, please, in that position. And like, that was bullshit. For, for, for some very narrow definitions of Protestant, mm-hmm. you know, don't consider Mormons to be Protestant. Okay. Hey, they were yeah. not even accepting of Catholics, let alone. So, you know. Yeah. Like, well, but, so, I mean, yeah, right. but, you know, that was... I think those are my the things I've come down to. Where is you know what? Where do you draw the line? And I think the line comes down from one of power. When you, mm-hmm. um, when the people doing the excluding are the ones in power, like I said, the country club. If you have a whole bunch of rich white guys who are saying, "Nope, we are not going to allow that woman to play," and then it's kind of punching up. It's like, well, you give a good reason why she can't be here, and mm-hmm. it's like because these people from you know positions of authority and power are saying to someone. In position lesser, no, you're not allowed. I think, you know, that's where you have to kind of raise your eyebrow and say, well, you have to have a really good reason for not letting that person in. The other around, um, the example was I knew of a convention that happened. Lots of panels, like lots of things. They had one thing that was a meetup of people of color. So no programming, simply, hey, we're going to have this room and we're going to, a certain subset of this convention is welcome here. And they actually said in the program, please only people of color to attend or the significant others. And oh my God, the shitstorm that happened from that. How dare you, you know, this is anti-discrimination. This is exclusion. This is wrong. You know, we nerds, you know, we, we've always grown up being excluded from things. You can't do this, you know, to us. And it was always white men who were the yeah, ones. Yeah, always the white men. Who and were even in, and they're yeah. like, oh shit, oh shit. Like, listen, you know, uh, there's no one at the door saying you can't come in, but it's open to anyone who even identifies as a person of color. And so, you know, there's no one with a, a paint swath at the door saying, well, your skin has to be this, you know, color to come in here. Yeah, we don't have Pantone paint chips. To, but they yeah. said they just simply wanted this place where they wouldn't have to deal with, you know, white people shit. And that white people shit is where, you know, the, the microaggressions that happen all the time that, you know, you don't realize except when you're in that group. Right. And they just wanted that safe space and were denied it because like, no, no, you can't have this. And it made a huge hubbub. And of course, because the nature of reality and, de- uh, you know, now, of course, death threats and being people told that, you know, you're, you're a horrible, horrible, evil Nazis for wanting this, you know, only space. And it's like, God damn it. Well, it's funny because they're relating the story in a panel about inclusion and diversity in conventions. Of course, there's someone who raises their hand, but they were right. You know, you're excluding someone, and that's wrong. And and you could see the whole panel's bristles rise because it's this white guy saying it. And the woman who responded to him was very upset, and she's like, "Okay." And she kept her tone, and it's like, "This is what we're talking about. You're coming from a position of entitlement where nothing has ever been denied to you because of your gender or your color, and you're really pissed off that there's something being denied to you." And you feel it's horribly, horribly unfair. And that's why you want this perfect, fair world where, no, you're not denied because you're a white guy. But this is the reality that people of color and women have felt with forever is like, we are denied so many things for no good reason. <laughs> and it was, it was so like I said, I see the importance of safe spaces, mm-hmm. but also inclusion. So we're, and I think that was our discussion was, so yeah. what is the good reason for someone not to be there? Right. And... Uh, I'm the 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 good reason that I can think of that for them not to be there mm-hmm. would be that let's say there were twenty people at DBC mm-hmm. that month. I guarantee you, if the woman was let in the door next month, there would be ten mm-hmm. or five. Mm-hmm. A lot of the members for a variety of reasons would no longer attend mm-hmm. because their the, spa- their safe space has been violated. Well, yeah, safe space and, and you the, know, ge- generalized mood. expectations mm-hmm. of what Detroit Bondage Club is. Mm-hmm. It is you know, at these play parties a group of gay bi- a group of men who enjoy having kinky sex with other men mm-hmm. and being able to do so freely. And, you know, it is a self-selected group. Mm-hmm. And there would, from my point of view, there would be the concern 
of anybody coming to that door who isn't who doesn't share those characteristics mm-hmm. of man prefers having sex with men in a semi-public venue mm-hmm. with a level of kink i would turn that around on them and be concerned about why are you even here you know i would be concerned that they are there you know they could say i'm there to make a point or you know that but to me it's just you're here to make trouble and, okay, yeah, so, you know yeah. that's your assumption. It's like, oh, you're just a rabble rouser trying to, you know, fuck up our fun. When how, you know, okay. Well, they, no, they, I, they, I don't know that. Well, no, but sure. that's what right. you just said right, right there was like, oh, you're here to cause trouble, and I'm like, that's the assumption. It's like you're you're trying to prove a point and just push yourself where you're not welcome for no, you know, just just to be that devil's advocate or or show us that we're the oppressor. How dare we stop you, you know, this kinky woman from having you know, being in this space and, and you're, you're, you're threatening our safe space, you know, like I said, in that convention situation, how dare you have this people of color safe space. Right. And those people were all like, you know, and you know, they felt, I'm sure very justified and they're like thoughts of like, Oh no, this is wrong. And it's like, okay, but that's, and that's the part I wanted to hit on why to actually analyze the people's discomfort. And that's why I think we had kind of a, a disagree, you know, where we mm-hmm. couldn't come to, you know, figuring it out in the car ride was um, like I said, I think from DBC's point of view, yes, for the nature of the club, if this is going to destroy your membership and not let you have events, then yes, that's why you stop that from happening. But for the individuals who are like, I can't go anymore. I really want to find from them. What is that cause that's making them not want to be there? And we, because we're talking about, well, because it's not a man. It's like, but everyone who walks through that door is not someone I want to fuck, but I still go. Right. In fact, there's many people who go that I'm not actually physically attracted to enough to even play with, but they're welcome there, and I'm fine with them being there and letting it all hang out and them doing getting on their stuff. Because we talked about, what happens if DBC turned into this thing where, no, you need to have a waist size that's below this, you have to have visible muscles, and no hair above the waist. You know, you know, hair on your scalp and at your crotch, but this is the type we want our Abercrombie Fitch beauty boys who are going to do wonderful things with rope. And no, and anyone else is like, no, I'm sorry, you, you know, this is for hot people having sex with each other, right? And to to that, mm-hmm. I would say, if you can get a critical mass to mm-hmm. be self sustaining mm-hmm. of of adding beautiful to mm-hmm. that list, more power to you. But then there would probably be demand for and would be created Mm -hmm. a group that is like dbc is now without that restriction man what if they had thing at their doors like oh i'm sorry you too thin oh i'm sorry you need to have if a razor has ever touched your body you aren't welcome i mean that's where it comes down to it's like we want our we want our space and you know it's like okay i guess you're in you know you're welcome to it but everyone kind of thinks that you're entitled to it and it's like I think you're entitled to it when you have a good reason. In the 50s, I think having, you know, gay bars and gay areas, Mm -hmm. there's a good reason. Because you got shit from society at you, thrown at you. You (laughs) lost your jobs. You were... You were incarcerated. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's put gay people in jail. Yeah, that... (laughs) Well, no. I mean, it's simply... Well, no, it's not, you know, it wasn't protect society. It's simply being, you know scaring everyone to stay straight no matter what it's like oh you want dick well if you ever go for it you're going to go to jail and you know and lose also social standing so we're just gonna you know bully you into the closet right have sex with your wife have children be a good american because you know that's what it's about you know it was never about you know really protecting society it's simply being a bully to like oh we don't want to see these things which is also the nature of inclusion it's like you know right you well, know, and to be a part of our society, you need to be white picket fence and a wife and dogs and yeah, all that. I I also think mm-hmm. I'm also thinking with the example of the kinky woman at the door. Mm-hmm. I I would want to ask, what is it that DBC that this group and this space mm-hmm. is offering? that you are not able to get 
at the several pansexual or straight kink spaces in the Tri-County area. And it might be the sex, because I know a lot of the, pan, you know, even right. if it's pansexual, it's scene, but you do not mix the scene with sex. True. So which, maybe which like is, the sexual is, energy. Also, yeah. what happens if that person shows up, you know, and it's obvious that they have, you know, breasts and, you know, lady parts, but they say, I'm a man. You know, um, female bodied, you know, what we consider female, but identify as a man. You know, right, and, and that, that kind of brings up the whole bugaboo of the women's music, uh, women's Michigan Women's Music Festival, forty-year-long event that just ended. Um, it's run used to have, and it was all women, but by women they are like women-born women and women-identified. Yes, so they they yeah. and they got and there's a lot of turmoil over that, and it's interesting because yeah, yeah they, that, they that's where safe space yeah. and inclusion yeah. hit head on. Yeah, they, they ran they ran into the problem because. Many of the um, governing board mm. of that festival were put into the category of TERP, mm -hmm. trans-excluding -ex radical feminists. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, there was a big mm -hmm. fight over that. And and that is, you know, that's an edge case. That mm -hmm. That's, you know, the gray boundaries mm -hmm that you know it don't i don't have a good answer for that but i'm talking yeah. about yeah someone who's you know presents as a woman yet is male identified and is attracted to other males i guess that would be a possibility that person and is kink is kink aware and very good at it mm -hmm. if that person were to show up at dbc you know um there's you know you know i mean like i said Right. That'd be an interesting case. It's like male identified, male, but female bodied. And we, and that's something we, I don't think as a community or a society, we've really dealt with because we right. do, we, you say male, you picture flat chest, penis, and you know, a, you know, a trans, you know, male, it's like, well, make some accommodations, at least be buck angel where we won't know until the, you know, the pants come Okay. Off. Or, or let, let's, mm -hmm. let's spin around. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do we think that DBC would be accepting of female identifying, but biologically male? Mm -hmm. I mean, somebody showing up at DBC mm -hmm. with, you know, a stuffed bra, a made up face, wig, heels, you know, leathers, mm -hmm. but yeah, presented female, except, oh yeah, I've, I still have. Uh, fully functional or partially functional male equipment and mm -hmm. prefer to have kinky sex with men. Mm -hmm. I, I, uh, again, there's no... I, I wonder, where are the lines? And I, I guess I want to know where are the lines and what are the rationale for those lines? And, you know, that's what I want to see is the explanations. And, you know, you whatever the explanations are, you accept them. Because if they're saying, no, we just, you know, we don't want women because we don't like women. Well, that's shitty, but... That's right. That that is if you know if that were the truth, it'd be like oh that's shitty. But okay, and then I and then I would know myself. It's like well, okay, that's not a group I really want to be a part of because that's a shitty reason for not having women. It's like or or this girls are icky. They they're not something I want to fuck. Therefore, they're useless to me in society. Which the sadness is, I've met men who have that opinion. You know, mm -hmm. it, it was it was a long time ago. I you know. When I was first coming out, I'm sitting at a dinner table with a bunch of older gentlemen, and the term, you know, like, they they would see women, and they'd be like, oh, fish. And they used the term fish for women, because, oh my gosh, women have those lady parts that reek of fish, and I'm like, no, they don't. <laughs> well, only if you're not taking good care of it. And, you know, it's like, have you ever really stuck your face in an ass? They can have some pungent reeks, too. Um, yes. But, um, you know, but they were also, of their opinions, like, if you weren't someone I found attractive, I had no place for you in my life. Like the men they were with were always men that they were willing to have sex with. You know, if you were pudgy or hairier or, you know, well, they're all getting elderly themselves, but you damn well not try and look old. You do everything you can to stay young looking. And, and it's like, 
And those are not people I hung out with very much after that. It's like, okay. And, you right. know, I think that was the extreme, though. Yeah, it's like, and I think it does come down. It comes down to a a fighting of rights. You have a right mm-hmm. to safe space, but you also have a right to be take part in things that you are capable of taking part in, you know, if you are, um, you know, if you have all the really, all the things you really need to take part in that group, you know, why should you be denied it if there's not a good reason for it? And if it's because people would be like, oh, it's just going to harsh my buzz or, you know, if you feel your safe space has been like those 10 people who don't show up to DBC anymore because there was a woman, mm-hmm. is it because they they feel their space has been violated? Okay. But I want to know what, what happened that ruined it? You know, what, what is your, you know, what was that thing that did kill it? And I'm, I'm kind of curious and like, and I bet you a lot of them wouldn't have thought of, wouldn't really have thought it through themselves. It's like, right. Oh, it's like, well, it's like, well, what did her presence do to actually hurt your experience? Because I think one thing you said, well, they're just not attracted to her, and like, but then there's people there I'm not attracted to. Yeah, I can still have a good time. Okay. Well, we seem to be running over the same patch of ground yep. over and over again. So between the two of us, we have hashed this out as much yes. as we can. And also throwing it out there for people to think about too. It's like, yeah, what yep. is the nature of these spaces and why? There's, there's going to be no answers. <laughs> well, listeners. We invite you to share your oh, opinion, yes. harryprone at gmail.com or at harryprone.com. And I do know that uh, more active members of the Detroit Bondage Club do listen. So mm-hmm. if there is actual policy that you can point to, uh, feel free to let us know. Um, otherwise, yeah. Uh, yeah and it, only, and it only came up because we we're thinking, what was what would be an extreme case? And it's like, yeah, if a kinky woman showed up with a flogger and a strap on and said, hey, I want to take part in this. What would that be like? (laughs) All right. Well, let us move on. Crafting. Crafting. Yeah. Progress is being made on the season 18 Doctor Who scarf. Okay. Um, I'm getting up to... It's not the 13, so 18 I think is longer. It is, but I'm not going to do the whole thing. Oh, Um, okay. I'm going to use up the yarn that I have. Okay. And I will stop either when I run out of yarn... Mm -hmm. As long as I'm at least six feet long. Are you are you making tassels? No, I, I okay. tend not to do... I have not done tassels on my other Doctor Who scarves. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. finicky enough. It's like, I want to make this so right. So, like, I couldn't... Yeah. yeah. I, I'm also... So there, are, there are three sections of the Season 18 scarf where it cycles through all three colors mm-hmm. one line at a time. I'm skipping over those sections because I don't Oh, I don't so this think... is the burgundy. That, yeah, oh, that one. Yeah, yes. that one. Wow, yes. Yeah, I'm actually skipping over those sections because I don't think they look good. Mm. I'm just sticking with the stripes of varying sizes. Okay. And I'm not going to go with... That's right, because fully... Cycle through the color. Yeah, That one's supposed to be 22 feet long, the full thing. Yes. Whoa. And so once I make it to at least six feet, okay. I'm going to use up whatever yarn I have left. And then I'm going to tie it off and say, we're good enough. So uh, mine's coming along yeah. very well because I think the majority, I, I, the, the, the easy parts are done. Okay. Um, I, you know, I, but what I have left are the parts I don't, not really too sure how to do. And I'm going to require going to sticks and strings. I believe on Wednesday nights they have their open, you know, uh, night for help. Okay. And I'm going to just say, hey, how do I do this? Um, because uh, there's certain things I always forget. Like I always forget how to bind off. It's super simple, and oh, I, I can. Oh, yeah, no, no, I, I already I, looked it up yeah. online. I, it's easy. It's 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 all simple stuff. But I've been working on this thing two and a half years, and yeah. so it's like, oh, how does that work? And like I said, in my next project, I'm gonna have to remember how to bind on <laughs> and start and things like that. Um, so the binding off, uh, the weaving in of the ends. You know, when two colors meet. Yes. Uh, because there's like, you know, well... Yeah, there's lots of color transitions. Well, but also just how to do it. It's like, you know, do you knot it and then weave in the ends? And I think I, someone's like, no, you never knot. You always just do a way of weaving in the ends. And it's like, okay. Well, I... The tassels, all, I have yeah. to figure out t- tassels. Um, oh. uh, the good news is, I said, I looked like I had enough yarn. I finished that huge patch of olive, which was I was worried about. Cool. 
there's enough there. I got through it and I think I have enough left because I think I just need 12 feet of uh, yarn of each of the colors to do all the tassels. Because okay. I think there's six tassels each and each is a foot long. Well, it'll be six inches total, but right, right. Half. So, yeah, I know that when I bind off, I use a knit two together mm -hmm. and pass um, technique. Um, when I when I start, mm -hmm. I use a knit cast on mm -hmm. uh, and pass or knit purl. To if I'm doing rib, mm -hmm. then I'll knit on, knit on and then purl on and then pass back over to the other I one. I think the way I was going to do it was simply uh, you knit two and then you pass the far one over and then knit another one and pat you know yep. slip it over yep. Yep. knit slip and then yeah and then at the end you just slump put the end through the hole and tighten it yep because yeah, i think that's, that's how i've always done scarves and it's like okay yeah and then for tassels i mean that's just uh i would use a crochet hook stick it through the mm -hmm. end of the scarf mm -hmm. get the middle of the yarn pull that through mm -hmm. then take the two ends put it through the loop and pull tight. Hmm. Okay, so actually make a loop of the... Okay. So, so you've got your 12 inches of yarn. Mm -hmm. Okay. Take your crochet hook, put it through at the edge of the scarf where you want the tassel to mm -hmm. be. Hook on to the middle of the 12 inches of yarn mm -hmm. and pull that through. So now you've got two ends on one side of the scarf and then a loop on the other side mm -hmm. of the scarf. Put the two ends through the loop. Oh, I see. And pull tight. Mm -hmm. And that, that'll lock it onto the end of the scarf and you're fine. Okay. But now if I can do that to all because all the colors at once. Because each tassel is like all the, you know, one thread of each color. Yeah, no, it it's, yeah, it's a one at a time thing. But because the other yeah. way I was thinking, yeah, I was, that's why I was going to just check because I could see that. I just have to figure that one out. But the other thing is there, I, I screwed up a, on at least three spots in the scarf. And somehow yarned over, so I have holes. Mm. So I, it, there was one point in the olive where I did it, and it's like, oh, you can't even tell. But it happened twice in the reds, like near each other, and they're pretty visible. I'm like, okay, I got to figure a way of closing up those holes. Um, that is beyond my level of expertise. The the nice mm -hmm. people at Sticks and Strings Emergency should be able to give you some tips, other than. Well, nope, it's not going to that. Yeah, you're, you're not going to pull out nope. and, and go all the way back. So. Nope. All right. Well, let's see here. Yeah, we are at about that time. And I got a message from my husband saying that he is on his way okay. home. So we will simply say that we have run out of time mm -hmm. again. Send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com. Tweet at us, we are at harryproneconf, or leave us a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme music is Hotspot by Ox, used under the Creative Commons Attribution License. We are your hosts, Sir Arcane and Lance and Mike, wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Night. <laughs>